Hello friend, I am Giancarlo Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. Here in the west part of Texas, we say hello to our viewers and listeners in the podcast. And thank you so much for the time that you are investing watching this video. Today, I am sharing with you another lesson from the Bible Timeline study. We are studying today lesson number 70, April the 2nd. 2019 and the reading comes from the book of Genesis chapter 35 from the verse 1 through the verse 8. The title of this lesson is More Changes. So we read the scripture and I invite you to go to the website vchurch.us and look for the button it says Bible Studies, click there and then you can find the materials for this lesson and they just uh, are listed by the date April the 2nd 2019 download the PDF file and you will have it available on your mobile device you can print it if you like there are some notes there that I have printed here for me and also I have here the reading ready just to go ahead and we read in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit Genesis 35 1 through 8 God said to Jacob Go to the town of Bethel. That is where I appeared to you when you were running away from your brother Esau. Live there and make an altar to honor me as El, the God who appeared to you. So Jacob told his family and all the other people with him, Destroy all these foreign gods that you have. Make yourselves pure. Put on clean clothes. We will live here and go to Bethel. There I will build an altar to God who has always helped me during times of trouble. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So the people gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had, and they gave him all the rings they were wearing in their ears. He buried everything under an oak tree near the town called Sechem, or Shechem. Then Jacob and his sons left that place. The people in the surrounding cities wanted to follow and kill them, but God filled them with such great fear that they did not go after them. So Jacob and his people went to Luz, which is now called Bethel. It is in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there. He named the place El Bethel. Jacob chose this name because this is the place where God first appeared to him when he was running from his brother. Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died there. They buried her under the oak tree at Bethel. They named that place Alon Bakut. Friends, lessons of, this, of, of the Bible are always interesting. This one, I found it absolutely fascinating. There are some beautiful pearls that I would like to extract and share with you what the Lord is, is giving us today in this wonderful portion of the scripture. And the first one is just at the beginning of the reading. It says, God said to Jacob, do you know that today God still is speaking to people? Do you know that today God is still speaking to you? And he will continue talking to anyone who is willing to listen. Like here in this particular case that 
the Lord spoke to Jacob and told him, I want you to go somewhere. Today the Lord is still speaking to people and he is willing to talk to people. In fact, the Lord is talking to us right now through his word and through this study. God still speaks today. The big question is if we are willing to listen. The big question actually is if you are willing to listen and pay attention to what the Lord is trying to share with you today. But He wants to talk to you. It's just a matter of you opening your heart and being receptive to hear that voice, the voice of the good Lord. Of course, the Lord told Jacob, I want you to go there and do something. And He actually reminded him, you know, this is where I... For the first time I appeared to you, look at that, the first time I appeared to you, and it was when you were running away from your brother Esau. And why Jacob was running away from his brother Esau? Well, because he did something wrong. He tricked his brother and his father. He was doing wrong things about money and, and inheritance. And his mother, Rebecca, was involved in the issue. You remember that. And then is when he was running away. And then is when the Lord showed up and appeared to Jacob. Do you realize, my friends, that sometimes when we are doing what is wrong, even then, when we are running away, trying to escape, even then, God can appear to us. And he does it because he loves us. And that is what happened here. The second thing that I want to share with you, God keeps changing things for everyone always. And that is something that a lot of people hate. People want to have their things in the right place forever. Don't change the place where I have that particular cup, because that is the place for my cup, we say. Don't change the way that I do this with my things, because that's my way. Don't change anything, we say. It, it makes sense. There are some things that we want to keep in certain, with certain patterns. I understand that. But the truth is that in life, things are changing constantly. We are changing. Have you noticed that how our bodies are changing? And uh, there are more wrinkles in our faces, less hair in our heads, <laughs> more fat where we don't want, <laughs> etc. What about businesses? What about our, our occupations? You know, years ago, farming was one thing. A century ago, farming was something absolutely different of what we have today. Think about advertising. The way that people did the advertising business was very different. What about printing? You know, some people used to print things going to a particular shop and they prepare a model and then they use the, the printer, the same design that Gutenberg did uh, hundreds of years ago. Things are very different today in all industries. Go to the dentist, you know, and uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, or less probably, I don't know, we need to get a, an x-ray and come back in one or two weeks to see the result of the x-ray and then the dentist will tell us what to do. Today is different. They just put this equipment in our faces and our mouths and 
we can see that right away in the screen. Things are changing. It doesn't matter what is the occupation or business or industry that you are. It's a constant change. And we have to be open to changes because changes start with God. The good Lord, he doesn't change his principles, his values, himself. He is the same always. But the way that he does certain things will change for us. And he wants us to be willing to change. In fact, things are going to be changing drastically for us the moment that we transition to heaven. We are going to leave this body in this planet to go to an eternal place, an eternal place that we, we have some ideas how that place is. But change is the point. So why are you afraid of changing then? Why are you upset when things change for you? When things change in, in the industry? When things change in the way that we do church today? Why are you upset with changes and you want to keep things exactly they are? Friends, I think that uh, we have to be willing to listen to his voice because actually in terms of business and in terms of our safety, the Lord is going to move us for a change. And that is why the title of this lesson is More Changes, because the Lord keeps changing things for us, and He has a plan. And that is the point. If we, if we listen to His voice, and we are willing to do the changes that He is asking us to do, we will be safe. He has a plan. My third note, God expects, us our, expects our worship. God expects our worship. You know, the whole point here, he says, I want you to go to this place and I want you to make an altar to honor me. Here's the other point that I see today. People are changing towns or careers or employers. They, they want to change and it's because, you know, things are changing. But what is the goal? That is the most important question. Do we change because just uh, we want more money, we want a better life, we want a, a better position in our company or our career? Or What is the main reason why we want to change or we are willing to change? You know, here in this particular case, the, the instruction was, I want you to go there, I want you to change your residence because I want you to go and build an altar to honor me. How important is that when, when in, in the midst of all those changes, you keep thinking, I need to worship the Lord. So I keep my Sunday free to go to the house of the Lord. Or if you worship Saturday, or if you worship Tuesday, or if you worship any other day, one day a week is what the Lord told us in His commandments. I want you to separate one day, work six days, but the seventh day, dedicated to rest and to reflect in my word, to worship me. God expects you to worship. Yes, it's great that you are working. It's awesome that you are responsible in your work. But remember this, you have to dedicate one day to the Lord, to your rest, for your body, for your mind, and also to reflect on his word. He will speak to you. He wants you to worship him. The third note, he expects our obedience and loyalty. Once the Lord is giving you instructions about the changes that you uh, should do, he is expecting that you will obey those guidelines in, in, in that direction. 
You know, the, when the Lord said these things to Jacob, the Lord expected, come on, Jacob, do it. Come on, go ahead. You know, well, the same thing applies to you. If the Lord is giving you instructions for a change to do something, to worship Him, go ahead and do it and be faithful. Don't be frightened. And tell your people, hey, this is what we're going to do. The Lord spoke to me and, and this is what, what we will do. And remember something, that when the Lord is, is talking to us, He never contradicts. He never contradicts His Word. So any change, it has to be according with His Word. Anything that He is talking to us always is compliant with His Word because He will not contradict Himself. Okay? But the Lord is giving you instructions for a change to do something. Do it. Do it. Don't, don't hesitate. Stop Stop hesitating. Just go ahead and do it and be faithful. Be faithful. He expects us to refuse idolatry. That is what Jacob said to everyone. That, you know what? Let's for, you guys forget about these foreign gods. No, no, no more idolatry. There is one God. There is one God, Jacob said, only one God, and that God, our good, our good Lord God, is the one that we need to worship. And everyone that is with me is going to refuse idolatry. You know, and that is leadership. You must be a leader for your family, for those who are with you. And tell them, if you want to be with me doing these things, there is one rule here, we worship God, and we are not going to be doing any acts of idolatry. Nothing is going to be more important, not even your job, not even your clients or anything else, your spouse, your kids, or, or your, your whoever is sick in, in the hospital or, 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 in your, or in your home. No, there is a time to take care of things, but there is a time for God and you cannot put anyone before God. That's idolatry, you see? Idolatry is exactly that. When you put somebody else or something else before the Lord and then you say because of that I don't go to church that's idolatry putting something else before God you cannot convince God you will never never win this argument telling the Lord God I want to explain to you so you have to understand why I don't go to church you will never win that argument you, you can tell me everything you want or your people, or to yourself. Convince yourself, but you will never win that argument with the good Lord. He must be the number one. After that, what happened? Some of the people in that place didn't like the idea, and they were against Jacob. They thought, we need to kill them, destroy them. We hate them. Well, guess what happened? The Lord didn't allow them to go after Jacob and his people. And that happens when you are faithful to God. When you are faithful to God, it doesn't matter how much people can hate you or dislike you or disapprove you. It doesn't matter. You need to learn how to handle rejection and um, complaining. They, they can be complaining to you because you... You are too Christian, too religious, they say. And all that you are doing is just doing the right thing. You, you want to do things right. And the most important thing is 
to give honor to God, our Lord. And some people that hate God will disapprove that. You have to see it. They are God's enemies. Do you see that? People that hate God will never agree with you about worshiping God. And why do they hate God? Well, there are many reasons. The most important reason why people hate God is because they blame the Lord for their own misfortune, for their own problems, for their own failures. Some of them are hurting very, very badly for some things that happened in their childhood, and it's understandable. They feel that God abandoned them or betrayed them, but the truth is it has nothing to do with the Lord. There is always an explanation why in those contexts there were so much injustice. And when you study the stories, you always will find that there was one evil person that refused doing things right and started doing wrong things that hurt those that now are victims. And they are in those jails and those prisons of obscurity and darkness and they hate that and they need hope. But if they want to fight against you, you just say, Lord God, you are my refuge. And we hope that those that are in darkness one day, they will come to the light. But the point is, it doesn't matter who wants to hurt you. When you are doing the right thing, the Lord is going to protect you. Uh, finally here, I have two points about Jacob's actions. The first one is that he actually built another altar for God. That was not the first one, you know. Jacob, throughout his life, he built other altars as well, which tells us the importance of keep worshiping the Lord wherever we are, that the memories that we bring to wherever town we live in or whatever state we move, wherever town, country, for that matter, wherever we go, that the memories will be about we serving God. We doing something for the Lord, for the kingdom, building altars. And that is why it's important that you commit to your church. You know, it's great that you are watching videos and studying the scripture, but it's so important that you commit to a church and you say, okay, what can I do here? You know, simple little things that you can take as a responsibility. You can say to your pastor, pastor, will you allow me to come once a month to dust the chairs of the sanctuary. I would like to dust the chairs once a month. I will do that for a couple of hours and that will be my contribution to the church. How about that? Or you say, Pastor, I would like to help with the kids. So is that okay that every six weeks I go to the children's ministry and I stay with the kids for, for one hour or two hours, whatever you need me, and, and I will buy some special snack that day? How about that? Or, or you say, uh, you know what, uh, I see that in the building there are needs. I can, uh, now for the spring, I can, I can do some work with the flowers or the plants. I notice that this door is kind of loose. I would like to work with the, the screws here, you know, and, and I will come this Saturday or I will go one night to do something for the air conditioning and I will change the filters or any little thing you got to do something physically for God. It, you know, it's wonderful that you pray. It's, it's excellent that you lift up your hands and you join in prayers and you enjoy the songs and you enjoy the teachings. But you know, these this little hands you have, these little legs you have, put them to work. 
to do something for God. That's another argument that you will never win. If you keep thinking that you can just be there, sitting there and watching videos and, and just enjoying church, you know, in a, a cyber way, you know, it's... You will be disappointed at you, at you, after all. This is awesome. It's great that you watch and listen, but it's not enough. You have to be involved in a local church, be part of the church and, and, and commit to do something. Commit to do something for God. It's for Him. You don't feel the need to do something for God? Some people refuse to give money to God, to the churches, because they think any number of things about that. Fine. But what about doing something in the building, in the property, serving God in the church? Jacob gave us this wonderful example. And finally, his mother, Rebecca, at some point she needed a nurse, and the name of the nurse was Deborah. You know what happened here in the verse number eight? What happened was that finally, at some point, Deborah died, and Jacob took care of the body and buried uh, under a oak tree there in Bethel. You know what that tells us? It tells us that the faithfulness of Jacob towards, towards those who helped them to help his mother, the loyalty to, to people. You know, we need to learn to be loyal to those who helped us, to those who helped our ancestors. You probably know stories about something that happened to your grandparents or your parents or somebody in your family or even yourself when you were in need, when they were in need and somebody helped them and devoted their lives. You know, it's a godly thing to pay well to those who have served us. And that is the end of this story. Remember this. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. There are more changes coming to, to our lives every day. Just be open to that. What if today, if you have never prayed this prayer, open your heart and say, say with me, dear God, I am sorry. I realize that I have been very selfish and I have not lived for you. I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life. I want to surrender to you and become a true child of yours. Please forgive me for my sins in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friend, with that simple prayer, those words that are coming out of your mouth, like in the movie Rush Hour, you remember? <laughs> the words that are coming out of your mouth, those simple words that coming actually from your heart will transform the rest of your life. Commit to the church, look for a local church. If you are in Odessa, come to Victory Church, where you will find real people dealing with real cases, and we are going to be real one another. And that is the way to do church. All right. In the name of Jesus, you have a beautiful day. See you next time.